Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Again, this is Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. This man healed by faith in God, accessing the grace and power of God by his faith-filled response, by his faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And he goes walking and leaping and praising God. On Monday, we recognize that the goal of healing is to walk. And so I just want to remind us then, what am I supposed to do now that I've been healed? I'm supposed to walk like a healed Christian. And this man goes from this healing, walking, leaping, and Praising God. Praising God. Now, here's my question. When he woke up the next day and was walking, what should he go ahead and do then also? I think he had to be praising God. And then the day after that? <laughs> yeah. And the week and the month and the year. That's I, I want to remember that, that I have been saved so I can walk like a healed Christian. When I walk for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year, for a decade— I need to continue to give God the glory. This man, 10 years later, was not walking because over the 10 years he had become so amazing at walking. He was continuing to walk because of the saving, healing power of God. And I need to recognize that as well. And I I think about reasons to praise God. I I really want to piggyback off of this point because as I'm looking through the, the rest of the chapter, I think about reasons we need to be praising God and reasons we need to continue to praise God. And I pick up on something. Here this man is raised up, and then Peter is going to talk to us about others, or at least one other that was raised up. Is there anybody else Peter ever talks about being raised up? Well, I'll tell you, he's been talking an awful lot in our reading of the text in the book of Acts about the raising up of Jesus Christ from the dead. The conquering of death and the glory of the resurrection was this constant theme that the apostles were declaring to multitudes, even to multitudes at the temple. You know, as we come to Acts 3 again, Uh, For today's text talk, we are reminded that this miracle was performed as an incredible blessing to this man. I mean, talk about a difference maker. Everything has changed. He's transformed. And yet the purpose of the miracle is not for the sake of the miracle. It is a demonstration of power and the truth of Jesus Christ. God raised him up. He conquered death. By faith in the name of Jesus Christ, this man has been raised up to walk. And now he has walked into the temple with Peter and John, where then Peter takes him as a case study in raised up to preach a message about the raised up Jesus Christ. Here is 
Here's evidence, Peter is saying. Here's evidence. You guys are wondering, was Jesus really raised up from the dead? Well, we want to show you this man that was raised up from the ground and was able to walk. And his point is very simply, it is in the name of Jesus Christ. Why does Jesus Christ have any authority to ri- to, ra- to rise this man up? <laughs> that's, that's not, to raise this man up. Why does Jesus Christ have any authority to raise this man up so he can walk? Because Jesus was raised up from the dead. That's right. Jesus was raised up from the dead. And this concept, this idea of being raised up, it is running throughout this chapter, this third chapter uh, of the book of Acts. Uh, We read it here in verse 6, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. So he, he did raise up or rise up. I think I'm messing with my tenses on that as well. In the sermon, though, uh, in verse 12, you know, the question comes, it's not by our power, by our godliness that has made this man to uh, walk, rise up and walk. But uh, in verse 15 and verse 16, uh, we see how God has, uh, Jesus was raised up from the ground, raised up from the dead. (laughs) Well. I see some parallel there. He was in the ground, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count that as a misspeak. But he was. He was raised up from the dead. And here's what Peter does with that. I, I think this is amazing because we get to verse 22 of Acts chapter three, and he quotes Moses: "The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And oh, he, yeah, oh, I was going to say, no, this, this is really exciting to me uh, because this, this reminds us that there is this expectation among the Jewish people of that time that they have been looking for a prophet, a leader, one like Moses. Uh, Moses is the great deliverer, taking the Israelites through the Red Sea. Moses is the lawgiver teaching this nation, God's people, how they can approach him and worship and how they're supposed to live holy before him. And yet Moses, and this is late in Deuteronomy when when he talks about, Moses actually gives this prophecy in the 18th chapter, that there's going to be one come after me, uh, a prophet. It's going to be greater than Moses. And everyone needs to listen to this Moses. They have been looking for that one ever since. And here's what makes that interesting, is that there had been prophets raised up for a long time. He mentioned Samuel. There was Elijah. There was Isaiah. These prophets were raised up, but now we've got someone who was really raised, raised up. up. No, that's exactly right. You have these prophets raised up in the sense of ordained. They come to prominence, but Peter's talking about raised up conquering death, resurrection. And he's been talking about that idea. I mean, we've been reading about that idea for a couple of chapters now. And the the whole idea, this this is the thing that I think we're supposed to be seeing in this, Andrew, is that uh, it's kind of like we talked about David last week, I think it was, where we wondered in his prophecy, who is he actually talking about himself or Jesus? And we pointed out that what he said about himself in exaggerated terms could be said about Jesus very literally. Right. David had been rescued from death by God. But he did ultimately die, and his tomb was still with the people. Jesus, however, was delivered from Hades. His body was not allowed to undergo corruption in a very literal sense. 
And here we find the same thing. There is a metaphorical sense in which prophets after Moses were raised up. But what could be said about them in a metaphorical sense as now can be said about Jesus in a very literal sense. And Peter is now tying it all together. He said, we've, we've raised up this guy from the ground yeah. to be able to walk. And you can all see it. You're you witnesses all, to this. You, you can all see that we've had the ability to do this. Now, we're telling you why we're able to do this. We're able to do this because Jesus has given us this power to do this. And why is Jesus able to give us this power? Because he was raised up in a very literal, ultimate sense from the dead. And now let me point back to the prophets. You remember the prophets? The prophets said this kind of thing was going to happen. We may have thought it was Samuel. We may have thought it was Elijah. We may have thought it was Isaiah. But let's face it. We've all been looking forward to the prophet. And I'm telling you, the prophet has come. The prophet has come. And that's Jesus. And it's not. It's not somebody who's going to come 600 years after Jesus. No, no. I Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a prophecy. This um passage in Deuteronomy 18 that shows up in the literature, uh, particularly of um, Islamic apologists. And this is this is one of those passages they go to to say, well, you know, the Bible prophesies the coming of Muhammad. And, and here it is right here in Deuteronomy 18. Moses said that there is going to be a prophet, um, the prophet, and that's about Muhammad. Um, but I, I tell you, Peter takes this teaching. He shows that it is without a doubt Jesus Christ. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy in Deuteronomy 18. And not to mention that you can draw up a little list of reasons why this would not be talking about um, Muhammad, not the least of which is he's going to raise up a prophet from among your brethren. And uh, the Arab peoples are Gentile peoples. Uh, They would never be thought of as the brethren, uh, according to the Jewish mindset. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. This Jesus God raised up. And because he's raised up, he's king, he's priest, and he's not just a prophet, not not just the greatest prophet. He is the prophet. He's the one that, that we were waiting for. And so now today we need to serve him and we need to listen to him because he's the one that God's speaking to us. Absolutely. The final, the ultimate mouthpiece of God. Walking like a healed Christian. Why don't you go ahead and lead us with a prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, as we have read this third chapter of Acts and been reminded again about the miracle that was performed, that a lame man was raised up to walk. Father, it was a demonstration and a reminder of a much greater uh, power that had been exercised, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Lord, we pray that we might take great confidence in this truth, that it would change our lives, that we might walk today renewed as we reflect upon how you give us new spiritual life and the forgiveness of our sins in Jesus Christ. Father, may we praise you today and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well,